jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three! Dungy leaps and into the end zone for Dungy. A touchdown! If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered for oh! Soaring through the air! High-flying Slovakian! Screen pass here, he'll get one. And he stays alive, and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat, he'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse! And for Syracuse, party time. The upset, pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration, step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg, powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Seth Goldberg. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. 315-437-7644 is the number. If you'd like to get involved, you can also text us at 315-288-0644. Got a lot to get to on the show today. We have Jerry McNamara set to join us at 1230, as he does every Tuesday, and will do every Tuesday throughout the college basketball season. It is Tuesday, which means we've got to get to our top five, bottom five in the NFL and our weekly sound check on the way. We'll talk some SU football. We'll talk some SU basketball. But we have to begin, Seth, with what literally every sports fan, I think, on the planet is talking about, and that is last night's Monday night football game. We've gotten some duds on Monday night. Uh, Last night, it was hyped up as the game of the year, and it more than lived up to that hype, if that was possible. I feel bad for the Titans and Texans, who have to follow that up on Monday night next week. They've got a they've got a, a tough task there. I mean that I don't I don't know how like I feel bad for the three te- the three games that are going to be played on Thanksgiving. Yeah, like there's no way to live up to that. There's no way to to watch that game and say, oh yeah, we'll get that again because the only way you get it again is if it's Chiefs Rams in the Super Bowl or Chiefs Saints in the Super Bowl. Or Rams Saints in the NFC Championship game. Those are like the only three games that can come close to replicating what we saw last night. And there's a pretty good chance we'll get at least one of those three. But I, I don't know that you can say with certainty that any of that either of those two teams last night are going to make the Super Bowl. But I mean, it, it was unbelievable. And the first half was remarkable. The first half was back and forth and this pinball action. But the fourth quarter, I mean it. The the game just went nuts. The game just went crazy in the fourth quarter, and it seemed like every time somebody touched the ball, somebody scored. It might not have been the team with the ball, but somebody was scoring. It was a video game. Um, every time I got up to, you know, I was working last night, had it on in the office, and I would, you know, somebody would score, and I would, you know, go get a drink of water or, uh, you know, do a little editing for my show, and then I'd come back, and somebody else would be celebrating a touchdown. It was it was unreal, and it got to the point where you know I go on the air at eleven twenty seven every night. I didn't want to I didn't want to go do my sportscast. I wanted to watch the game. It you was, probably missed two touchdowns was, during your sportscast. It was it was that riveting, and you know after I you know after things kind of settled down, I watched that game. Like I thought to myself, you know how how are we going to start the show tomorrow? And you and I were on the same page. We didn't talk about this, but we both you know came in here today saying we have to start with that that NFL game last night. And I was thinking to myself, listen, I'm forty two years old. Have I ever seen a better 
regular season NFL game or a better game period that didn't involve the Bills because obviously I have you know my fandom you have your fandom but have I ever just witnessed a better game watched a better game on TV that didn't involve my team postseason regular season and I couldn't come up with no. one and, no. as, and as I was driving over here today, you know, just as I was about to get into the car, I, I just, you know, I went on ESPN, and the, the headline that smacks me in the face was, we just watched the greatest regular season NFL game ever. And so I felt like, okay, yeah, let me let me take a look at this. And, you know, it goes through, you know, why last night's game uh, was the best regular season game of, of all time in, in the NFL. And... For me, it was it's it's not even close. Like I can't remember watching an NFL regular season game again, not involving the Bills, where I was that attached to it and just didn't want to take my eyes off it. We saw four lead changes in the fourth quarter. We saw both defenses just get torched all night long, yet make a huge impact in this game. There were three defensive touchdowns. That was the amazing part. It was like, oh, where's the defense? Where's the defense? Where's the defense? They only accounted for twenty one points. And I know in sports talk radio we. You know, we can be accused from time to time, and maybe rightfully so, of overreacting. From time to time, we may overreact the following day. Only only a little bit. Every once in a while. I, we are not overreacting on this one. And no. that's why like, I, I feel like, you know, almost like vindicated when I see you know, ESPN have the headline, that was the best regular season game ever, because it felt like it in the moment watching it and then even digesting it as I woke up today, what are we going to talk about on the show today? It felt like to me that was the best regular season game of all time. And I, I, I'm confident in saying that. Yeah, at I least for me in my lifetime, I can't remember a better football game that I've watched. I, I really can't. And and the the only one that comes to mind, and it's not a regular season game. Um, there there are like two that come to mind, and one is the the Falcons Patriots Super Bowl, just because of the sheer absurdity of of how that happened. Um, but also there was a the, there was a Saints 49ers playoff game. I don't know, six years ago, seven years ago, maybe now. And it was Alex Smith. And it was, you know, they, they, they're they leading this charge at the end of the game. And, and it was only like the last four and a half minutes. But the Saints and the Redskins, uh, the Saints and the, and the 49ers just traded scores. They, they just, it, they, they just scored four touchdowns in the last five minutes. Four touchdowns in the last four and a half minutes. And it was Alex Smith running a running an, a, a sweep around the edge. And, and it was Drew Brees throwing the ball downfield. And, and it, it was just nonstop scoring. But this game was like that game if you extrapolated the last five minutes of it over the entire period of the game. And and that was like the, the, the closest I could think of was the ending of this playoff game. And it, it still doesn't do it justice. It, it still doesn't do justice what that was last night. I mean, you you saw just two highly innovative, highly cutting-edge offenses going at it with little to no resistance. Uh, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. We saw 14 combined touchdowns, and I know you tweeted this out and had to remind myself and Brent Axe and Bill's Mafia everywhere uh, that the 14 combined touchdowns are more than the Bills have scored all season long. Um, and they've played 10 games. So. That's, un- that's unbelievable. That's amazing, isn't it? Like, I-, I know that that's so depressing probably as a Bills fan. Slightly. But that's, but that's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. What we saw last night was unbelievable. And but, yeah. You know, I-, I was at the game Sunday. I was at the Giants right. game Sunday. And that was a pretty high-scoring game. It was 38-35. I felt like I was watching a different sport last night. It was. I, I it felt was like, like they weren't playing the same game. They were. They weren't playing by the same rules. Again, I relate it back to, you know, playing 
like a video game. I mean, that that's what it was, where you can't stop the, the you know whoever you're playing against. Both offense, you know they're going to score. It's just even the punt who's at gonna, the end. Who's going to get the ball last? Even the punt at the end was a video game. It went seventy yards back why, to the one why, yard why line. Why in the world did he <laughs> catch know. that? By the way, I've just no let idea. it go into the end zone. I have no idea. Save some yards. Save some time. I don't. I don't. Bad know. decision by Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, what I, was a good decision by Tyreek Hill. Yeah. This. Hunting the backfield. Mahomes is under center. On the Kansas City 27, he's got a first and 10, he gets the snap, he drops back 7, rolls out of the pocket, got a block from Kelsey, winds up, long pass, oh he's got Hill wide open, over the shoulder, catch 20, 10, walking in, 5, touchdown, down the middle he goes. One of six touchdown passes for Patrick Mahomes last night. That throw was patently ridiculous. He threw it from his own 15, 16 yard line inside the other 25 in the air. Kid's that's, got an that's arm. Sixty yards. Kid's got an arm. He can throw on the run. I mean, he's got the full arsenal. Um, Jared Goff not half bad last night either. Four hundred thirteen yards uh, through the air, four touchdowns. I, I say it's the best regular season game I've ever seen, and I, I clarified it by you know a, a game not involving the Bills. I, I think that the best game that I ever saw was, and this was this is before your time, um, but the 1992 season, so it was January of 93 when the Bills fell behind 35-3 uh, to the Oilers. Frank Reich comes in and, and leads, you know, what they call the comeback uh, in Buffalo. Uh, 38-35, they Tommy's win that favorite, one Tommy's overtime. favorite former Bill, Frank Reich. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's not to like about Frank Reich? Um, doing great things now for, for Tommy's team. Um that was the best game I ever saw, start to finish. Um, the start wasn't so great, but the finish, the was, finish was for it Bills was, fans. Well, that's that's very similar to what I said about the Super Bowl, right? That 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 Falcons Patriots Super Bowl. If if you look at it in two pieces, neither one was all that spectacular. Like it it was two blowouts, but the the fact that they came one after the other, and that the Patriots were able to come back from twenty five down, much like the Bills were able to come back from thirty two down, it is just. You know, it, it's it's not something that's supposed to happen in football. Like, there, there's a time limit. There's a clock. You know, th- those things aren't quite supposed to happen. And that's what that's what makes those games great. And I, and I think that they, you know, this is in a different category of great game because this wasn't a comeback. This wasn't, you know, uh, th- this wasn't anything uh, wild in that regard. It it was just like a Big Twelve game. It, it was. It's a great way to describe it. It, it was like a Big 12 it was, game. It was Syracuse NC State if all the players on the field were better. <laughs> That's one way right? of looking like at it. It. It, was, it. it was that game. It was the same thing we saw in the Dome if all of the players were NFL players. It was two teams that, I don't know if we could say the two best teams in the NFL because the Saints are going to have something to say about it, but it was two of the three best teams in the NFL playing like it. Both playing their A game on the same night. Yes. And I realized that you know, neither team has a great defense, but this wasn't, you know, the Big 12, you get bad defenses, right? It's it's just offense <laughs> yes. is just taking advantage of bad I defenses. Mean, the, the Rams had five t- takeaways. Right. So this isn't a case of these defenses are just awful, and so that's why the offenses were so good. This is a case of the offenses were that good, and the defenses still made an impact. I'm still blown away that we saw three defensive touchdowns well, in, in that game last how night. How about this? How about this? Just, just wrap your mind around this one. First off, the Chiefs scored 51 points and lost. They scored 51 points and lost. They also had three interceptions. They had two fumbles. And they punted three times. And they still scored 51 points. Like, in a, in a regular game, 
A team that throws three interceptions, has two fumbles, and punts three times is getting shut out. Yeah. That's eight possessions. That's eight possessions. And they, and they still scored 51 points. You know, we saw the, the highest uh, over-under in league history, 63 and a half. And these two they teams beat it by 41 and a half points. Um, which, it's it's... It's fun to think about if they were to meet in the Super Bowl. I, I wonder what the over under is then. It's, it's the over than, under at eighty. Right? It's higher than sixty three and a half. I saw that there were about seventy percent of all bets were on the over uh, last night, and so Vegas kind of took a kind of took a beating, uh, seven figure beating, I believe is is what I read. Um, so yeah, if they were to play in the Super Bowl, it's got to be higher than that, right? I mean, we've already seen it once. Yes, it's going to be high, even though it's the Super Bowl, it's going to be higher than sixty three well, and a half. You would just, you would have to hope that you get that same thing. Like I, I would sign if they told me that on Super Bowl Sunday they just replayed last night's game. I would, I would do it. <laughs> Even like though I, you knew the I, ending, yes, I would sign up for it now. Yeah. This game is being replayed, by the way, three times over the next thirteen hours on on NFL Network, and I might watch it again. Just throw it out on Thanksgiving instead of, yeah, instead, of instead of the Cowboys or the Lions. Hey, look, we can have that or we can have Colt McCoy on Thanksgiving <laughs> afternoon. Which yeah. one do you want? I prefer the replay. I want the replay of that game. Yeah, that was a whole lot of fun. That was a whole lot of fun. I know you pulled some calls from last night. Just it, just play me your favorite, and then we're going to go to break. So Mahomes is in the gun from his 25 and a first and 10, and he fakes the hand up and he throws a short pass. It's picked off. Bobby Cammy takes it from the 20 on the numbers, the 10 to the 5, pushing in Mahomes. Touchdown tonight! Can you believe this? 22-yard pick six by the linebacker Samson Abukam, who takes it in on an interception of Patrick Mahomes and a pick six. Rams on top, 39 to 30. And that call, I mean, that was a great call. It doesn't even do it justice. No, it doesn't. How he he like slapped at the ball, and it it just somehow. Popped right into his arms. Somehow he managed to hit it off the offensive lineman that was hold, like that that was blocking him. He only had one arm free. He managed to hit the ball down off the offensive lineman, catch it with both hands after disengaging with the offensive lineman, and then ran over Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes at the goal line. See, that's the thing. We saw something blowing. We saw something last night from these two teams that we've never seen before. You know, in terms of the points and the touchdowns and and you know all of the offense. We also saw like individual plays that we like. I have never seen that before. No. How how he did that where he just swats at the ball like you said, and it it pops into you know catches it with both hands and he runs over you know how about when a couple that, guys on his way to the end zone. I've never seen that before. How about when the the Chiefs were going for it on on fourth down and two. And they have Tyreek Hill and and Kareem Hunt in the backfield next to Pat Mahomes, one on either side, and they were gonna run a triple option. <laughs> they, they snapped the ball, and the and the Rams called timeout, and he fakes the handoff to Hunt, and they were running a triple option with Tyreek Hill. Game on the line, fourth and two. I love like, it. That that's not an NFL play, right? That I I've never seen that in an NFL game. I've never, I've never seen that attempted in an NFL game. And that's that's part of the reason why last night was so fun. You had two teams who are really good, both nine and one, uh, playing at a high level, playing their A game, and and we saw we saw things that I've never seen before. No, I mean a sixty plus yard throw in the air, unbelievable. 
Listen, I'm going to open it up to our callers, 315-437-7644. If you've got a, a better example of a better regular season NFL game, I want to hear it. Uh, you can also text us at 315-288-0644. we got to take our first time out on the show. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. From the 40-yard line, first down and 10. Rams at the Kansas City 40. Five in the Kansas City secondary. Shotgun snap. It goes to Goff. He throws a line drive down the near side over the shoulder. Catch at the 15, the 10, the 5. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Gerald Everett, the tight end. The Rams have taken the lead. 149 to go. 40-yard touchdown pass. Jared Goff. To the tight end, Gerald Everett. Jumper on the way. Good. Tyus Battle nails the three. Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown. If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered. Soaring through the air. High flying Slovakian. Screen pass here. He'll get one. And he stays alive, but he's got room to the 10. One man to beat. He'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time. The upset, pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration. Step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Hour number two of Orange Nation underway on ESPN Radio. Stephen Fonte, Seth Goldberg with you up until 2 o'clock. Give us a call, 315-437-7644. If you'd like to check in, you can also text us at 315-288-0644. We'll get to our top five Bottom five NFL power rankings. We'll get to today's business uh, as the show moves along. We're going to talk some SU football here in a moment. But, Seth, you you did promise me some Mike Leach. And you, I did. you found some Mike Leach during the break. I found some entertaining Mike Leach. Uh, <laughs> earlier today, Washington coach, this comes from uh, the uh, a reporter out there. He tweets, earlier today, Washington head coach Chris Peterson told a story about Mike Leach showing up to Pac-12 coaches meetings 30 minutes late with In-N-Out Burger. So, so uh, this is a, this is lengthy. So this is Mike Leach. This re- is classic respond- Mike Leach responding to the allegations. I was flying from Florida. My my um, <clears throat> my plane got delayed, and uh, and I hate airports and planes anyway. <clears throat> um, I'm not afraid of planes, but um, you know, just the whole airport process is miserable. And then um, I was starving. And then they said, "Well, we have a meeting." And I hadn't eaten anything all day. And, you know, if I didn't get something to eat, I wasn't going to be any fun to anybody. And um, so I figured that it was in my best interest and the other people that I'd be around and associate with uh, that I got something to eat. And it wasn't entirely unlike uh, Jeff Spicoli in Fast Times on Ridgemont High when he walked in with the pizza. And... You know, and they said this is our, t- or this is, uh, you know, Mr. Hand says, uh, what do you think you're doing on my time? Well, everybody was there, so I felt like it was our time. And um, so we might as well enjoy some In N Out burgers as long as we we're all there and uh, getting the edification of the meeting. 
And, uh, yeah, I had, to, had me some In-N-Out burgers. I was hoping to eat it before I got there, but then uh, <clears throat> turned out the way it did, so I figured uh, uh, no time like the present, you know. Great time was had by all. Had a very enjoyable meeting and got a meal in besides. And then, uh, and best of all, got to see my friend Chris Peterson, and he seemed to be in good spirits as well. So, And he looked well-fed when I saw him, too. <laughs> oh, it's rivalry. It's rivalry week, Steve. Got to throw a couple jabs there. That's fantastic. He was hangry, as they say, right? Is he, that what the, is that what the what? kids say? That is exactly what he was. He was hangry. Had to I, get something you know to what? eat. I, I would not like to see Mike Leach when he's hangry. That doesn't seem fun. Good time was had by all. He quoted a movie. Um, you, sure. mentioned, you mentioned his rivalry week. Um, I didn't know that this was a thing, but with Florida and Florida State, apparently um, they don't eat meals in the opposing team city. I, I saw this the other day on social media that Florida, they're, they're having their, their meal in Gainesville before they travel to the game because um, they don't trust them. They don't trust. Oh, no. Restaurants and the meal, the meal preparation uh, in Tallahassee. That apparently Urban Meyer uh, started this way back when, when he was at Florida. They refused to eat in Tallahassee, and uh, and they're going to do that again uh, this time around because they're worried about you know that they might be you know poisoned. Poisoned? Yikes! That's, that, taking, uh, that's taking rivalry week a little bit yeah, too far. I think that's going a little too far. All right, uh, let's let's talk some SU football. And I, you know, we we don't know if Eric Dungy is going to play on Saturday. You know, again, we we asked Dino Babers yesterday. He said there was no real update. The only update he provided was that Eric Dungy was able to get into the hot tub and get out of the hot tub on his own on Sunday. So that was the insight that we were provided with uh, yesterday. But. Uh, you know, no further information about really what the injury is. Um, if they expect him back, if he'll even be available, Dino said he's hopeful that he will be available for the BC game, uh, but nothing beyond that. You said something to me uh, during a break that that I felt like we should discuss on the air. You, you say you don't think he should play. No, I wouldn't play him. Um, nothing to do with. Nothing to do with. Thoughts on him versus Tommy DeVito. Nothing to do with thoughts on how badly you need to win a game. Nothing to do with any of that, quite frankly. It's a a health thing to me. And um, I look at what happened on Saturday, and to me it seemed seemed pretty clear that it it was an apparent back injury. It certainly looked like a back injury as, as he went down grabbing his lower back. And you know what? Uh, Forget about... A college bowl game, forget about a senior bowl and an NFL future or in any kind of an athletic future, forget about any of that. Just how about the the next 50 to 60 years of his life? And I, I don't think, personally, I don't think that I would play him just out of health concerns because I, I think that a back is something that you, you just don't want to mess around with. You want to be really sure that that's okay before you send him out there to go take more hits, to go and put himself in harm's way again, to go, you know, get beaten up for another 60 minutes. I would rather know that he is actually fully healthy 
before I go do that. Because, again, I I don't think a back is something to mess around with. I I think that that, much like a head injury, is something that's just really serious and can have serious repercussions for the rest of your life, outside of your football playing life. And, And to me, it's not worth it. I hear where you're just coming like a, from. Just like a well-being, just a, a yeah. general well-being thing. Like first and foremost, you want him to be okay. And exactly. I think everyone would agree with that, and and I'm sure that the coaches are going to you know take that into consideration. They want him first and foremost to be okay as well. This is what I would say. You're absolutely right that if you know if you're talking about this being, and we don't know, but I'm saying if if this is a say a spinal injury to some degree, or you know as you're saying if it's a serious back injury, then then obviously. Um, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend just like shooting him up with a cortisone shot and throwing him out there. Right, but what if this is? Uh, what if he was having a muscle spasm? What if? I mean, what if it was just right. as simple we, as and, a back spasm? And we don't know the severity of it. And, we don't. And obviously, that's that's the thing that that gets in the way. If this is a serious injury, if this is a semi-serious injury, I'm not taking the risk. If it's a back spasm, if he's up and he's moving and he's feeling good and and he's you know been been fine since essentially Sunday, right? And, and it was really just a day thing. Okay, I, I get throwing him out there, but I, if it's anything really more than that, to me, I'm like, hey, rest up. We got it. We got a game in four weeks that you'll get to play in. Here's the thing: I I never played football. Um, as you know, though, I, I played basketball. Played two years uh, at Ithaca, and when I was in college, I actually had a back injury, and and I know how debilitating it can be. Like when your back locks up. I don't know if you've ever had that experience yeah. before, but that that hit, that happened to me. Um, you know, in college, and then even the years after I got out of college, every you know, once in a while, when your back locks up, it is it's debilitating to the point where you kind of crumple to the ground, as as we saw as he with did. him. Um, but there was nothing like seriously wrong with me. I mean, it was it was it was muscles, and it was you know, there was things the physical therapy you could go through to to loosen it up and whatnot. So I, I don't think I was in any danger of trying to play. I had days where I felt really good. I had days where I didn't feel good, unable to practice or play, and and to the point where you know that that led to my decision to to stop playing eventually because I was I was having some injuries. And and oh by the way, I wanted to go into sports broadcasting, and I knew I wasn't going to go to the NBA. But you know, the injury played a role in that. So I guess if if it's just if it was just a muscle spasm and they, he couldn't loosen it up and and he just you know he couldn't physically perform on Saturday, but after a week of PT and going through all the treatments and so on and so forth, he feels good. I'm fine with it. Now, to your point, if it's something more serious that he would run the risk of potentially harming himself further or having long-term effects, we talked about this a lot with the head injuries with Eric Dungey. Exactly. That, you know... To me, they're very similar. The kid is always going to want to play, and sometimes the adults need to step in and say, you know what, son, like, you you, you did great things here. It's not worth it. Um, he's always going to want to play, but sometimes you got to step in. So if it's, you know, if you get one more head injury, this is going to affect you for the rest of your life. Or if you get, you know, if this back injury, if you're hit a certain way on Saturday, this, you know, this could have long-term effects. Then I absolutely agree with what you're saying. And I'm sure the coaches would agree with what you're saying. We're in a little bit in the dark here because we don't know exactly what the injury is or the extent of that. So, you know, I, I'm going to trust the coaches on this one, trust the training staff, and and just assume that the Dino Babers and the doctors are going to put first and foremost the kids' best interests in mind before trying to win a football game. I you know I'm not sure everybody would do that in major Division One college football. I feel pretty confident that the Dino is on the list of the guys who who would do that. 
And based on his track record with this player in particular, right. I, I think that Correct. we know that. Ba- based on his first year here when Eric Dungey was a sophomore and was held out of games when he and his family can, uh, you know, said, no, we, we're ready to go. You know, Eric's ready to play. You know, th- we, we know that they are considering his well-being based on last year when they said, hey, get, you're done. You're off the field. You're done. Uh, you know, I, I think that we know that they will take his best interest in mind. Uh, but, you know, to, to your point, if, if it's something that – they say, hey, you know what? Maybe we could shoot him up with a, a quarter zone shot. We can get him on on a painkiller or something. He could feel good and and go. Like I, I don't. To me, I'm I'm saying, hey, wait the wait four weeks. Like we got one more game. You you can like, give yourself four weeks to get really ready for that game, for that bowl game, and then and then kind of see how that goes. You know, I'm I I wouldn't rush him back in a week just to get him back on the field. That's fair. Um, that's fair, and you've got a capable backup in Tommy DeVito, right? And which you didn't necessarily have in, in previous years. And, and while you know Tommy DeVito says that his preparation won't change, and Dino Babers has said his preparation won't change, the thing that will change is that he he'll get all the first team reps if that is indeed the case. If Dungy's out and they decide that Tommy DeVito is the starter, his preparation will change in, in that regard. That he'll get the first team reps and he will prepare as though he's going to be the starter uh, and will be the starter. Which again. It's one thing to to say that you do it week in and week out as the backup, but it's another thing to be the starter for the entire week and know that you're going to be the starter and get all the first-team reps and so on and so forth. So they do have a capable backup this year. It would be a shame if he can't go, Eric. Um, You know, He would have been here for four years and and put up a record-setting career and never played the regular season finale because of injuries. Think about that for a second. It's pretty incredible, isn't it? I mean, the number of games he missed, and you know, if he... If he had played in half the games that he missed, do you imagine what the numbers would be like, the career numbers? I mean, they're already astronomical uh, for this program, given the offense and and whatnot. But even if he played in half those games um, without injury, you know, the numbers would be that much more impressive. But first and foremost, you hope the kid's okay. Um, and and again, I I trust that the staff will will do what's best for him and and best. For I do the too. Team. I do too. I'm just saying, if it were me, I'm probably not playing him. We need to know the extent of the injury. That's the part that I'm holding back on because I don't know. And we know. won't. Right. But, I mean, it could be – again, I just – I know personally, Seth, like you can it, – it, you can be in a lot of pain from a back injury um, and it there's nothing – you know, there's no, nothing right. that's seriously wrong with you. Yeah. It's a um, spasm. It's muscle right. pulls. It's, but yeah. it, is, it is debilitating to the point where you need help to move around. Oh, trust me. I, I woke up on Thanksgiving Day last year and literally could not roll over in my bed to get up. Because it's back. Yes. So you, you know how it feels as well. So <laughs> Luckily, it, that's the only time I've ever had this, but I, I literally could not move. So hopefully it's just spasms and, and he can be ready to go. And if it's something more than that, then they've got Tommy DeVito there uh, to... Uh, you know, to save the day as uh, as they get ready to take on BC, a chance to move to to nine and three, chance to get nine regular season wins for the first time since two thousand one. All right, full lines remain open at three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Back with top five, bottom five NFL power rankings after this on ESPN Radio.